Today in part two of our series on suicide, Tina Hoffman, Community Health Improvement Coordinator at Franciscan Health and I, are going to focus on the warning signs that somebody is considering suicide, the types of questions we can ask them, and how we can ensure somebody's safety today. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. So Tina, it's so great to have you back today. Last time we talked about speaking with family members and friends, loved ones who've lost someone to suicide. And today we're gonna talk more about how we sort of talk about suicide and what do we do if someone's considering suicide and all things related. So as we get rolling on this one here, why is it important just in general to talk about suicide? This is a difficult topic to talk about, right? Suicide is not something we want to bring to the forefront but we know that thousands upon thousands of Americans are dying by suicide every day. And we want to bring more awareness of this topic because the more we talk about it, we're going to break down the stigma around it and make more people comfortable asking about suicide and being aware of the signs that someone may be having a mental health crisis. Yeah, and that's what I wanted to ask you about next, you know, because none of us want to overreact, right? We don't want to maybe call 911 and err too much on the side of caution. But what are the warning signs? Like, what can we be on the lookout for that would give us some sense, okay, this person may be considering suicide? There's never one telltale sign unless someone directly tells you they're thinking about suicide. But I always can highlight the stereotypical changes, which includes changes in their behavior. If it's someone that is usually more outgoing, more talkative, your relationship involves lots and lots of texting, and all of a sudden that person starts withdrawing from you, less communication, that's a change in behavior. If you know that someone is giving away possessions, and it doesn't have to be an expensive possession, but a valued possession. If someone all of a sudden wants to give you a cat or a dog, maybe a favorite memento of a picture where you went on vacation, that is a giving away a possession. That could be an indicator we should have conversation that something's going on. I always look for people that maybe are having a lot of sleeplessness. If there's a decrease in sleep patterns, that can lead to impaired problem thought, to impaired problem solving. And if they're not sleeping, maybe they're having high anxiety, something's going on. If they have an increase or decrease interest in religion, right, we all have our own thoughts of what it would be like in the afterlife if there is such or our acts of suicide, including in religion. A lot of people have their own beliefs about that. There could be an increase in that. If you know that someone is researching a way or an act of suicide, whether it includes possibly stockpiling pills or acquiring a weapon, there definitely needs to be some conversation being had because that person is pulling a plan together and we want to prevent that with having some conversation and medical intervention if necessary. Yeah, and when we spoke last time, you gave us uh, some good advice, maybe the best advice for those of us who are sort of, you know, aware of some warning signs or worried about some warning signs. But I'd like to have you go over again. If we suspect that a loved one, a family member, a friend, or anybody really is contemplating suicide, what should we do? What we want to do is we want to be calm and we want to ask the person if they're having thoughts of suicide. If they answer yes, 
then we would talk to them further. Do they have a plan? Is there actions that need to be taken? I do want to clarify, asking someone about thoughts of suicide will not make someone suicidal. They are already thinking about it or they are not. We cannot put that in their head. Yeah, and you mentioned last time also, like, when in doubt, call 911, right? Yes. If you know that someone is in immediate danger, and that means that they have a weapon or they have pills or they are very ready to die today in the moment, and they cannot have any sort of conversation with you, you should always call 911. Yeah, as I said, that's probably the best advice that we're going to get. And, you know, you talk about sort of like if they have these instruments or a plan and you believe that they intend to do themselves harm or try to end their life today, for example, you know, how can we make sure they're safe now, right? We worry about tomorrow when we get to tomorrow, but how do we ensure their safety today? The one thing I always want to make sure I'm telling people is we will not put ourselves in danger trying to help someone else. If that person has a weapon, just because that weapon may be pointed at them doesn't mean that bullets can't ricochet. Please do not ever put yourselves in danger. But some things that we can ask is what has happened? What has happened to get to someone to the point where they're having thoughts or actions of suicide? How can we help that person? How can we help support you while you're going through this? I'm so sorry it's happened to you. That I'm sorry that you're hurting and that I care for you. Yeah, and I'm sure a big part of that is letting someone know that they're seen, right? That they're cared for, that they matter, right? Absolutely. So many people... When they're struggling through something such as a mental health crisis, they do withdraw or they don't feel seen or valued. And a lot of times we as society will dismiss people having thoughts or actions of suicide if we don't feel like their reason behind it is important to us. We have a youth mental health crisis in this country and we tend to devalue that youth have something going on. Well, you know, Tina, I think that one of the most difficult things is just starting the conversation, right? You and I are having this conversation today, and we hope that it helps to raise awareness and educate folks. But for those of us who need, unfortunately, to have these conversations, how can we learn better to have these conversations? There are so many different classes that you can take, typically with low fee or no charge whatsoever. I always recommend that you can start with a basic class called Question persuade refer it's called qpr it is a two-hour class that goes through how to understand how to ask the question about suicide how to have the conversation with someone if they say yes and then the r is the refer how to take them to a medical professional whether it's a doctor or a therapist taking them to someone else another class that we offer at franciscan is called assist Applied Suicide Intervention Skills Training. It's a two-day intensive class where we teach you how to do a full intervention with someone that you think that may be having thoughts of suicide. We teach you how to ask the question, how to have a full intervention, and how to build a safety plan for them 
afterward because we won't always take everyone to the hospital if they're having thoughts of suicide. We also offer Youth Mental Health First Aid, which is an eight-hour class that covers a variety of mental health topics that's prevalent in our youth in this day and age. You can find all these classes online in all the different areas of your neighborhoods from a variety of places, and we hope that you look for them. As we wrap up here, what would you say to someone who's feeling uncomfortable about starting the conversation, as we've referenced here, this having the conversation? Because I feel like the last thing I would ever want is to have that regret that I didn't have the conversation, that I didn't ask the right questions, that I lost a loved one or a friend to suicide, and maybe I could have helped, maybe I could have intervened. So what would you say to someone about just starting that conversation with someone whom they believe is having suicidal thoughts? It is so scary, right? We love people. We worry that we're going to say the wrong thing. I can tell you from experience that saying nothing is saying the wrong thing. Being able to engage with that person shows that you care and that you want to be there. And asking the question about suicide and being patient to hear their story, whatever it looks like, is just an ultimate act of being able to care for your loved one or your friend or even a stranger. This is the only preventable death we have in the world is suicide and the ability to sit down and just be with someone during a time of crisis is just such an immeasurable gift. It really is. And the word you use there, preventable, you know, that this is preventable. It's difficult. It's hard to start these conversations, difficult questions to ask. But if we do that, especially with a loved one or a friend, we might be able to save someone's life. And that's really the goal here of this two-part episode that we did. So, Tina, thanks again. Stay well. Thank you, Scott, for having me. If you or someone you love is having thoughts of suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. And if you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it on your social channels. And be sure to check out the full podcast library for additional topics of interest. This is the Franciscan Health Doc Pod. I'm Scott Webb. Stay well, and we'll talk again next time.